On this episode of the Fifth Day Stake Podcast, we'll be talking about Peter Fitzsimons and his uh, suffering of irrelevance deprivation syndrome, uh, talking about Dan Andrews and the war on social business, a bit about digital IDs, and another rant about political parties, and a little bit more. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone and thank you for joining me here on this, the 28th episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Now it has been a bit of a while since uh, between episodes, I will apologise about that. Uh, My plate has been a little bit full over the last uh, probably about two or three weeks, uh, just trying to get things sorted out. I'm not going to make any more promises about when I can get these done, I'm trying to squeeze them in. Uh, this one's being squeezed in on a Friday afternoon uh, and hopefully will be published, uh, go live Friday night uh, for you to listen to uh, when I can do other ones. I will try and get one done at least every couple of days. Um, so you just have to bear with me while I, um, till, you know, until things flatten out. So um, one thing I wanted to start the show with before I get into... Um, relevant deprivation syndrome and all that sort of bullshit that's going on. I wanted to go back to uh, something, I can't remember what episode it was, but I had a bit of a a rant about Ray Hadley and uh, his, oh, was it his little spiel that he did about, um, what was it, what he quoted as anti-vaxxers. Uh, it was an email that he got sent and he got upset by it and decided to use his platform to, to rant and all that sort of stuff. Now, admittedly, yes, I'm doing the same thing, okay? So uh, Ray Hadley called this listener a dickhead. Well, let me just say, I'll, I'll go one better, and I think Ray Hadley is a piece of shit. He doesn't deserve to be respected in any way or shape or form or anything like that. Um, he is just part of the ruling class that is fucking things up in this country and has get, got us to where we are now. Now, as part of that, he went on his little program, and this is a quote from him. Uh, I expect that during World War II you'd be prepared to listen to the rantings of Hitler and give him equal time as well. Perhaps you think pedophiles have a point and perhaps I should air their views on here, he continued. Now, that was part of his rant. Now, when I did mine, I did have a bit of a chat, a bit of a discussion about that, saying that, hey, it's going to be the media and which is his industry that is going to do all this sort of stuff. It's not going to be everyone else out there who uh, oppose... uh, I won't say the status quo opposed what these regimes are doing. Now, you know, let's make it clear. Um, it, you know, whether you think with what we're going on, uh, you know, actually, no, I'm not going to draw, you know, similarities between the two, you know, to say that what is happening now is exactly the same what happened over there in in that period of time with that dude with a funny moustache. Um, but, but, you know, it's the thing is that what is happening now is exactly what has happened, how it was, how it, how it happened because it was one person there out, out here. We've got a whole, a whole group of people that have um, wound people up and got them scared of fucking everything and all of a sudden it's let's demonise these people, let's do this, let's do that and th- that is 
I'm not going to say exactly the way it's happened. Not going to say that's that's how this is how that's how this is going to end up and all that sort of stuff. But let's make it clear: every time these corporate presses or the corporate media, uh, which uh, you know want part of the ruling class or, or getting in favour of the ruling class or the ruling class goes to them because they have the power, whatever it is, whatever that happened, every time these people let one of these fucking morons get on, whether it's the Premier, whether it's the Chief Health Officer or some dickhead from the Doherty or Doherty Institute or the Burnett Institute or, or whatever it is that predicts doom and gloom and says, oh, this is going to happen and doesn't challenge them or push back and just listens to the bullshit and accepts it with what they say, these people are part of the problem. So you are giving these people airtime. And that is what is the problem. The corporate press, the corrupt corporate press, do not push back on anything that these people say. Okay, you know, have a look. Um, Chief health officers are saying um, that, for example, hey, you know, you've got to get triple jab now because it's the only way to protect you from the moronic variant. When the CEO of, of whatever the hell the, the jab company is, Big Pharma, has come out and said that the first two offer no protection. So if the third one is exactly the same as the first two, why would the third one give give people protection uh, about, about this bug when the first two don't? Now, can they uh, do... Uh, you know what? What is it? Can they create a a new jab and then bring it out uh, to market and just have it as part of the original trial? Um, sorry, authorization. I don't think that they can because it is a different product. Um, from what I understand, every time they tweak a product, it has to go through that that particular trial. So anyway, so that's the thing. These people are giving them airtime now. The purpose of this rant was, and as I said at that point in time. It would be his industry, like the media, that would be giving um, airtime to pedophiles and allow them to share their views. Now, with that, uh, where is it? Going to USA Today has done an article uh, by, not going to try and pronounce their name, that they're trying to normalise pedophilia. Now, I said it at that point in time that uh, they're taking away that term because that is stigmatizing and they want to have it as a minor attracted person. Now, if you have a look, I mean, you know, it, it's the thing. They're normalizing it and this, it's out there now. It's only going to be a matter of time before this bullshit becomes accepted. And, um, okay, so not I'm not even going to read it I will include an, a link in the in the show notes um, for the podcast but you know it, it's a thing this is what is going on is that these idiots in uh, the media the the corrupt corporate press who are out there to push their own agenda or the agenda of whatever the the powers that be that are pulling the strings they're going to be normalizing this so you know this is a thing mark my words unless we start Making noise now, another maybe maybe five. Actually, is it going to be five years or is it going to be less? I, you know, uh, hard to see. Say how things work. I mean, you know, given three years ago, did we ever think that it'd take two years before, or actually no, less than twelve months that people would be accepted being locked in their homes, not being able to see their parents, and not being able to see their family, not being able to do whatever else. Um, you know. Did we did we ever think that we'd see that? I don't think we did. 
Um, I know that if you had told me three years ago that people would be wearing face diapers and, and a Labor government would be having making people provide a permit to go to work, I never thought in my wildest dreams that it would be a Labor government that did that. Um, so... Who knows what? I mean, it, it could be normalised a lot quicker. Um, you know, maybe if it gets into a TV show, it'll be normalised a lot quicker. I mean, um, you know, sure, Hollywood's going to find some way of, of doing that um, and, and going through that. So anyway, so this is the thing, just, you know, going back to the whole Ray Hadley thing, is it, mate, it, it's people like you that are dickheads and... You know, you're the one that are pushing this stuff. You're the one that are normalising it. You're the one that are giving these dictatorial premiers and, um, you know, power-hungry bureaucrats the airtime to create the, the regimes that they're creating. So don't come back and pretend that you're up on some little, you know, fucking moral high ground or anything like that because you're not. Um, so, yes. Anyway, speaking of people who like to be on their little mole high ground, uh, we're talking about the red-scarfed one, Peter Fitzsimons. Uh, he's trying to do something to maintain his relevance um, and the uh, corrupt organisation that he's part of, um, or I think he's the Al Presidente of, um, has pushed a, a new bit of paper out um, talking about what how they want to change our constitution and everything like that. Now... Will admit, mate, it. I've read it. It is a brilliant work of bullshit. Uh, nice and pretty, glossy pictures and all that sort of stuff. And for the for the for the moronic out there, um, and, and the daft who just believe the bullshit that these idiots tell us, they're going to lap it up. They're just going to swallow it and think, "Yep, beauty, that's it." Um, reality is, bit of paper. I mean, you know what? I don't think even Woolworths could sell it in um, the, the toilet paper rush. Um, it is not worth the paper it's printed on. It is crap. Um, I believe that the only reason he's done it is to you know bring back his relevance because I think he's copped a bit of a hammering uh, after his wife's story, which was supposed to be nonfiction, has been proved to be fiction. A lot of it is just based on bullshit. Uh, so you know I think he's copping a bit of crap about that, and which you know rightly he should. I think he's um, part of the problem as well, not part of the solution. Uh, his group that he is proposing or that, that you know, the model his group is proposing is just going to make things worse. It's not going to improve anything in this country for the peasants out here, um, you know, those of us who aren't part of the ruling class and that's all it's going to do. It's just going to reaffirm or, um, you know, strengthen the, the, the power base of the ruling class. It's not going to do squat to improve anything. It's not going to stop the dictatorial overreach of our politicians, it's not going to stop any of that. It's just, you know, a load of crap. Um, and anyway, uh, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I'm not even going to mention what he's talking about, just going to be talking about the thing in general. Um, for that to happen, it's going to be a freaking big push. Um, might take, you know, 10 years. Um maybe 10 years for it to come back uh, and, and get pushed hard because the last referendum on that was uh, 99, I think it was, so it's a bit over 20 years now. We all said no and uh, so they just keep want to keep, keep coming with the bullshit. Um, so, yes, that's because he thinks he's got a whole new generation 
that uh, you know have come up, and you know the ones who weren't even born when that decision was made, they've got their right to this, and they've got you know oh bad luck, um, and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, so what else is there? Um, okay, something I, I did want to talk about. Now, been listening to Glenn Beck's podcast um, that he was talking about today and over the last couple of days. Now, his his, his book uh, about the Great Reset has been published. Um, not sure when it's going to be arriving here in Oz because he's turned around and said that uh, they've sold out and they will have to do. Oh, pardon me. Uh, they'll have to do another reprint, and the reprint not be might not be available till March. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, hopefully, if you did pre-order it uh, through the uh, other bookstores, that you will get your copy. Um, I'm going to find out. I forgot to call today, but I'll, I'll make a point of calling tom- um, tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday, uh, to find out if they did order a copy or they were just waiting on something or what was going on. Uh, so hopefully I'll get mine soon. Uh, if not, I'll have to get the Kindle edition, which I, I freaking hate reading shit on Kindle um, because, you know, and this can, you know, something with digital products, same as buying um, stuff through iTunes and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe good to listen to it because it's convenient. Uh, you can't do anything with it and they can take it off you. Like it's not yours when you die. You can't will it to your family. You can't pass it on and they can take things out of your library if they no longer have access, you know, no longer do that thing. Um, there's been people that have had books disappear that they've paid for through Kindle, I think Amazon and all that sort of stuff, and they've just been deleted out because they've decided that, no, you're not going to have it. Anyway, we'll just have to wait and see what happens on that one. Um, so going on with that, now obviously, the, you know, the, the Great Reset is a um, big problem that we're going on that, that is happening in the world. Uh, everything that we're seeing with the, the Wu flu is to bring on that. Uh, we've got, you know, uh, the, the list, you know, stones throw a signature away from fascism um, because go- big business is doing the work of the government uh, through their private-public partnerships and all that sort of stuff. I mean, have a look at, at um, the two big stores, you know, chains here, Coles and Woolies. Uh push you in one door, out the other door. They've got us trained for that. They're getting us trained to have um, to accept empty shelves uh, because, oh, no, it's supply chain problems. Well, let's make it clear. It's fucking Dan Andrews' fault. It's his fault. It's got nothing to do with ScoMo, you know, and he should be taking responsibility and pushing back on these premiers to get them to get rid of their... Um, Bills that their declarations that they've got for, um, especially in Victoria, the pandemic declaration and all that sort of stuff, because uh, there is so much that is in conflict with potentially with um, good governance, the constitution, implied rights, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so this, you know, this is the thing. You know, they're they're doing that one door in, one door out, getting into scan in, getting into pay with your card, so you don't pay with cash anymore. Going through all of that stuff. Now, this is all part of the Great Reset. Now, um, thought I had a bit of tick. No, I thought I'd drink a bit of glass of water to help the tickle. No, it didn't. So I'll have to cough in a minute. Um, I might just do that now. 
Okay. Now, where was I? Oh, great reset. Now, part of that is ESG score. Now, ESG score is ethical, uh, social governance, um, social and governance uh, with regards to that. Now, ESG score is out on the Australian Stock Exchange. You can go through the ESG score on any companies that are on the Stock Exchange. It's listed um, sometimes in obscure parts on their uh, financial documents and everything like that. Now, the thing with that is that um, that is alive and well in here in even the suppliers to these chains. Now, a lot of them have uh, one of the, the big stores, big chains, um, I'm not going to mention which one, but you know, if you, obviously if you deal with that, you'll know which one it is. They have a requirement to have um, an ethical audit. Now, uh, th- uh, through this ethical audit st- auditing stuff that you have to sign up to CEDEX, which is an international um, body that governs that and is proves these standards and all this sort of crap. Um, but you know, this ethical sourcing goes through wages, goes through um, living, um, what is it, living wages standards, um, and all that sort of crap. So this is just to lead us on to that. Now, there is a two pillar and a four pillar one. Um, they've stopped doing the two pillar one and going to a four pillar. Now, four pillar relates to the corporate governance of the organisation like the supplier as well as environmental. Now, this is the thing is that one thing that is concerned, you know, that that is interesting about all this is the amount of information that they want. Now, they get external auditors to do it. So, you know, there'd be a third party that does it and then uploads all that information to this big massive database and then these organisations... Um, you know, you've got non-conformances that are different levels and all that sort of crap. So, but this is the thing. This is out here. It may be a different name um, for that. So, but you know, it, it's out here. Uh, don't think for a moment that it's not because if these big uh, supermarket chains are doing it, then it's only going to be a matter of time before it filters down to other ones. So this is just to normalise it. And this is is what we've got to look at because then they'll turn around and say, oh, no, you know, you've failed this bit. You've got all these non-conformances here. So, uh, you know what, we have to bump you down. Um, We might not be able to um, take stock from you or you might not be able to supply us for a period of time because you've gone to a particular rating. Who is to know what is to happen? One thing is that we need to uh, be aware of it um, you know, maybe we should all put these big supermarkets on their own audit. Who audits them um, to make sure they're in compliance? Well, we've seen that a lot of them have multi-million dollar, um, tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of dollars um, in um, unpaid wages and everything like that. They've made a number of, of mistakes through competition and all that sort of stuff. So... Uh, yeah, it's the thing. It's it's out here. It's coming. I mean, it's not coming. It's already out here. It's just going to ramp up. Um, you know, it, it's availability. What is happening? Uh, the acceptance. Sorry. Um, and it, you know, it's it's just going to be one of those things that's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so we we need to do turn around and, and wake up to it now and turn around and say no, that's it. Uh, so this is the thing. I mean, can we not shop at these big supermarkets? I 
realistically, because it's a duopoly, and there's let's make it clear, you know, there, there's no um, uh, market pressure or anything like that on this duopoly. That they, the one who has the control of the market, like who has market share, controls what the consumer is able to buy. It's not where you know an organ, you know, uh, um, a supplier comes to this one of the supermarkets says, hey. You know what? I've got these widgets that are made with this. Let's you know, let let's put it in the shelves for a while. No, they'll turn around and then you know that's the thing is that they put tenders out because this is the product that they want to sell. This is the product that they want to sell. If you've got a new product and you take it to them, if it's not in their next twelve month plan, they won't even look at it. Uh, so you know, it, it's a thing for anyone who says that you know it's creating. Um, more opportunities for the consumer and all that sort of stuff is just just full of it. Uh, you know, honestly, love to shop at the Independence Mall. Unfortunately, the pricing of it doesn't make it financially viable for people to do massive regular shops at these independent um, stores. Now, uh, you know, this is the thing. I mean, can should the government step in to do that? I don't think so. Though, um, by the same token. Uh, I think that ne- there needs to be some sort of restriction placed on uh, the the way items are sold between you know the, the duopoly and other competitors. Uh, I don't believe that they're. I'm not going to. What they're doing is illegal. I won't say that. Uh, it's that. It's not. It's not in the interest of the consumer. Uh, let, let's just put it that way. Uh, and, you know, that's the stuff that needs to change because if we are in a, in a free market society, which everyone likes to believe that we are, then the market would be able to decide things, not these, not the duopoly. And this is what it is. So we're not. We're not in a free market environment or anything like that. Um, so... You know, we, we need to wake up. We need to maybe start putting more pressure on the idiots at Spring Street and Canberra to shake things up a bit and to use whatever power that they have to make it a genuine level playing field for, um, you know, the independents to get up and, and have that. Now, you know, can that – how should that be done? I mean, you know, you, you can't turn around and tell, a, a, you know, a major supplier that, hey, if you're selling it to, to Joe Smith for a dollar fifty, you've got to smell it, sell it to um, Billy Bob for a dollar fifty as well, because you know what, Joe Smith may buy, you know, two thousand tons or two thousand items of something, which makes it more financially viable for him to give it to the dollar fifty, whereas Billy Bob might only buy a hundred. So, you know, that's the thing. Um, it's a, it's a tricky one, though. You know, I think it's something that uh, does need to be looked at. Because where we're going is a uh, – it's not going to be good for us. It's not going to be anywhere that's consumer-focused. It's all going to be uh, focused on these corporate entities and how that they can get more power, more market share and everything like that. Now, as part of that, it's the thing is, you know, which leads into the next bit about the the war on small business that's going on out here in Australia now – if you have a look at the shelves, um, I'm sure you've seen news reports and even experienced it yourself. 
going to the shops there's a lot of shelves that have a lot of shops that have empty shelves now we're being told that this is a commonwealth issue that scotty is not doing much um so you know he's doing you know the actu um who was it sally mcmanus went on tv and and had a bit of a rant about scotty morrison not doing anything about it well let's make it clear there's nothing that he can do about it because this is the thing it's the the problem and the fault of these dictatorial state premiers and chief ministers if they had of uh turned around and said that you know change let's make it clear if they had just said all right after the two weeks to flatten the curve you know what this is something we're going to have to have to live with let's just protect the vulnerable everyone can continue doing their their daily thing we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now you know, the, these different regimes have closed down business, caused people to lose their jobs, people to lose their business, uh, which is part of the plan because it gets rid of small business so then uh, big business can stay in. Um, big multinationals are able to continue staying open whereas the smaller ones haven't been able to uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. So this is the thing is that these absences are because of close contacts, um, people who have got the sniffles uh, have no. You've got to stay away from work for seven days. And if you want to come back, you know, someone who uh, has been around you for you know four hours in a day or, or something like that, they're a close contact, so they've got to isolate for a period of time. Why? Why? You know, th- there's more and more um, health professionals. I think even the World Health Organization turned around and said, um, you know, it, it's not something that we need to worry about. The moronic variant. Uh, yet here we are, you know, people are being, because it's spreading easier and everything like that, people are being told to stay home, directed to stay home and all that sort of stuff. When, why? You know, if, if it's less dangerous than the common cold and people get a cold, dose themselves up on Sudafed or Codril or whatever it is that they take or Lemsip or whatever it is that they take and continue on with life. Why aren't we doing that now? There isn't anything about this variant that indicates, or even the even the past ones. I mean, because you have a look at um, the the mortality rates and everything like that. There is nothing in them that says that we should be doing what we're doing. Um, it's just because of, of fear mongering from the chief health officers who are trying to, uh, you know, push some agenda from who knows who uh, to, you know, to, to keep us all in in, um, in fear and um, keep us scared of going out. Now, you know, I went to a social outing, uh, when was it, last night and was sitting around talking to them and, and you know, some of the people were saying that, uh, you know, that they wanted to organise a barbecue out in the park and all that sort of stuff because, you know, this group hadn't caught up since... <sighs> like face-to-face hadn't caught up since I think it was about May or June last year. Uh, so, you know, it's been six months where these people haven't been able to see each other and, and you know, have face-to-face contact. We're social animals. That's what we need. And yet, you know, their partners were saying, oh, no, you can't do that because of this. And it's like, you know what, why? Why? Why not? You take responsibility. If you're that concerned about what might happen, don't go out. And, you know, risk-benefit analysis, I mean, you know, you've got to decide whether the risk of catching a bug that you've has got a 
99 or 98.9 or 99% survival rate, if your risk of catching that bug is greater than the uh, risk of not seeing people that you're friends with and that you are that are part of your social group, then stay home. If it's not, go out and do what you want um, and everything like that. So, you know, th- this is the thing. It's, you know, these premiers and, and chief health officers and all that sort of stuff do have a lot to answer for when the time comes. Um, hopefully they do. Uh, sadly, I can't see that happening. Um, but, yeah, you know what, we, let's let's all just hope. Now, uh, what else was there? it? It's a thing. Um, the, you know, what, what's going on with this? It is all part of a concerted effort to break small business. Uh, you have a look, small business can't get the staff to to do the, the, the jobs that need to be done. Why? Because the government's giving people all this money to stay at home. All you do is be a close contact and I think, what is it, 750 bucks a week um, for that. So, you know what, why would you want to go out when you can stay home and, and, you know, why would you want to go to work and, you know, you might, you know, earn 700 bucks in the week um, but you can stay home and have 750 bucks for the week because you're a close contact. Um, get the woo flu and you're off work for two weeks. You another, you know, get another 750. Um, so, you know, it, it's the thing is that it, it's more viable for these people to stay at home, commercially viable for these people to stay at home, than it is to to turn up to work. Um, you know, something I regularly do is put a click and collect order in uh, for shopping. Um, so, you know, I don't have to go in and mingle with people and all that sort of stuff. Um, tried to do it at the normal time that I do it and no, there's no slots for a day and a half. Um, so, you know, staffing problems. A big organisation can do it, like the big chains. As I said, sadly, I, you know, it's more commercially viable, financially viable for me to do that than to shop at smaller independents. Uh, which I know I will admit is part of the problem and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, un- until there's a, a better solution or alternative, that's what I'm stuck with. Now, um, you know, big stores can do it because then they've got the manpower to move people around to have people work overtime or uh, more staff on their books and everything like that. Yet a small supplier may not have it. So that's why we're seeing stock shortages because they don't have the stuff on their books um, to be able to do it, to be able to call them in and say, hey, listen, we need you in because 15 people have called in sick. Uh, and, you know, this this lays solely at the feet of Fair Victoria, lays solely at the feet of Dan Andrews. Um, he's the Premier who's declared another three-month pandemic extension. Let's say if he had to just turn around and said, nope, pandemic's over now, we're, it's, we're at the endemic phase, let's just get on with life, there'd be nothing. Everyone would be getting on life. We wouldn't have these supply problems. We wouldn't have any of the crap that we're seeing now. So for anyone to turn around and say it's the incompetent Scott Morrison's problem isn't telling you the truth there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the thing, you know, when will it end? Um, I know it'll end in... Hopefully, um, probably I think September, October because we know uh, November's an election year uh, is when the election's held. Uh, you know, would he 
would he keep the declaration going over the election period? That will be interesting because, I mean, and then what happens is that uh, once the government goes to caretaker mode, what happens from there? Does that, um, does do does all that continue? I mean, I know they can't pass laws, though, do these declarations that aren't, you know, yes, they're, they're you know, do they, they're lower down on the schedule of um, regulatory documents, so it's not a um, statutory, oh, anyway, whatever it is. I mean, do they still carry on? Um, who knows? And all that sort of stuff. So we'll just have to wait and see. I think that that'll be um, something interesting to find out uh, about whether he would continue it over the election period. Uh, so what else is there? Um, I think that's about it. Um, no, actually, okay, still got time. Um, now, something that, that, you know, talking about life in Victoria, um, something that has really interested me is that it seems to be that a lot of people, one of the most common sayings down here is, you know, is, it is what it is. Now, it, it's one of those things that seems to, pop out in everything if something happens oh it is what it is which yes i accept that and not you know not having any qualms or concerns about accepting that because you know um follow stoicism and everything like that so we we accept things as they are um and all that sort of stuff you know things happen they happen uh and it's it's our response to it that um influences how the decision is so you know for such a, a common phrase in the state, we haven't accepted the woo flu for what it is. You know, we it's not it is what it is. We've allowed the the powers that be, whether it's the um, you know bureaucrats that have got um, obscene amount of power now. Um, what is to call them bedwetters? Um, whether it's the bedwetter regimes um, and, and all that sort of stuff, we've allowed them to tell us it. it's not it is what it is. It is what they say it is and what they say it is is something that is going to kill grandma. It's going to kill everybody. Um, so, you know, it, it's the, it, it just baffles me where how come, a, a, you know, a state that has such a saying like that, it is what it is, Yet they don't accept things for what they are. They accept things for what they're told that they are. Um, yeah, I, I can't quite understand that, put my finger on it or anything like that. Um, so, yeah. Now, I don't know whether that's going to change. Um, you know, will people wake up and accept them for things for what they are? Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Now... I did want to talk about political parties, though, you know, it's rehashing things that I've, I've said before um, about political parties being the problem, not the solution. It doesn't matter who the political party is. Uh, we need to get out of that and um, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think I might leave that one for another one. Uh, so where are we? About half an hour here. I think that's enough for, for this one. Um, try and get this one up and, and out quick. Uh, so you can all listen to it and then uh, have time sometime over the weekend to, to record another one. Uh, as I've said, my apologies, folks. Uh, I do want to get these out more often. It's just a bit of a challenge finding time 
to be able to sit down and do it. Um, as I said, I'm not going to make, you know, that, yeah, that, that's an excuse. Uh, I, I do need to do better. We'll accept that um, and all that sort of stuff. So, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Um, look forward to having you join me on the next one. Okay, bye for now.